Are you someone who doesn't see every movie that comes out? Do you hate your friends and strangers asking if you have seen a movie and then freak out when you haven't? Well, join the You Hate to See It Podbean, and you can join Jeff as he talks with Adam, but not me, about movies that Adam forced him to watch, but not me. So, you don't have to. Who knows? Maybe you'll finally go see a movie. All right. Welcome back, everyone. So we, we got our fun, fresh new episode of uh, Drunken Jurors, I think is what we call this segment of our fucking podcast. I can't remember. I've been drinking for a hot minute. <laughs> <laughs> but no. Um, yeah. So we're, we're going to talk about the term, the turp. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. Why was I turpentine. For the- turpentine? We're talking about turpentine. We're talking about the turpin family. Isn't turpentine a paint thinner? I'm pretty sure, yeah. That okay. seems about right. Does anyone care? No. Do I? Absolutely not. But I'm Jeff. I'm Adam. I'm Nick. And we apologize for this absolute awful fucking intro. But tonight I am drinking uh actually something that Nick raves about all the time. And uh I've been mixing it with Diet Coke because I've been drinking it not cold because there's no ice in the place I live now. And I like iced bourbon and whiskeys. So there's, their ice machine doesn't work, man. So I don't have ice. What do you want? It's weird. Go I grab know. snow from it outside. It's literally. Oh, <laughs> shit. You're right. This is disgusting snow right now. <laughs> it is really gross. No, I'm, I'm drinking drove to get food. Yes, it's bad. I'm, I'm driving. Dreaming. Oh my fucking god. I'm drinking Evan Williams bottled in bond, but I'm mixing it with Diet Coke. Not a lot. I'm like putting a splash in it just so it's like not tasty. Still, <laughs> yeah, so it's not this like dry bourbon with not being cold. So that's what I'm doing. It's the life I'm um living. I am drinking vodka lemonade with ice <laughs> with my co-host. <laughs> I am drinking uh Bjorgarkong Diet Cola. You can't say that. World War Three is literally happening. Bjorg True. Yeah. As <laughs> I have Burger the, King. As I have You've the BBC upset. live feed up right now. <laughs> You've upset everyone. <laughs> yeah. So, so I mean, sorry. Russia's coming after Downers yeah. Grove next. Yeah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. We thought it was Russia. <laughs> <laughs> my bad it looked like crimea on a map right uh, russia invaded feel, ukraine today um, for the I record like, I, yeah so as the day of recording uh russia invaded ukraine fuck them uh, so <laughs> you know it's almost as bad as that the turpin family <laughs> so we've we we covered the uh the nodic family uh with michelle nodic being the worst mother ever and how she basically somehow convinced her like third or fourth husband to go in with her and then they ended up like murdering three people but he never really accepted it because i mean he wasn't really ever a serious part of it except he disposed a body or two you know that fun episode go back and listen to it it's a good one um gonna be way more in depth than what this is because there's actually not a lot about this 
but yeah we're gonna we're gonna talk about the turpin family um we're gonna do it a little bit differently than the rest of our episodes it's gonna be more of a conversation between us and i'm hoping between all of us but at least between nick and i with the psychological breakdowns of what happens with kids when they're you know abused like this in a certain way and then when they come out of it because it this happened in 2018 is when january i god january 14 2018 is when the parents were arrested and they were tried pretty quick because they made a plea deal where they didn't end up having a like an actual trial they just pled guilty to everything and got life in prison and they actually david turpin as we'll get into later um refused to say anything about it and still to this day has so the only thing we have is that's really like recent and updated is the uh what is adam's source and one of mine which is the 20 for 20 episode they did on it called like what is it the house of horrors ah fuck give me a second uh escape from a house of horrors 2020 so it's really kind of all we have to go off of, and I, I hate it, but we, we've had this set up for a while as a topic, so I we're just going to do it. So we've all done the research into it. It's just sadly not as much as we would have liked to have. Yeah, I mean, you guys ready? As ready as we can be? We want to do bo- sources here? I was born right. <laughs> sources, uh, yes. season 44, episode 7 of 2020. Sources, Jeff. <laughs> 2bd <Fuck>. tbd <laughs> so my source one of the many was um the family next door the heartbreaking imprisonment of the 13 turpin siblings and their extraordinary rescue by john glatt which was narrated by sean grindell which is what i listened to and let me tell you his voice is not a great thing to listen to for that long no no it's not um and also so I also watched the one from Hulu, which was the Turpin 13 Family Secrets Exposed. And then I also watched Escape from a House of Horror, the 20 for 20 by ABC, I guess is what it was on when I uh, watched yes. it. Season 44, episode 7. I remember that episode. <laughs> Amazing. It's almost like the only episode you've ever watched. <laughs> yeah. You don't know how often I watch Nick, what were your sources? Jeff. You said Jeff. TBD. Yeah. TBD. You son of a bitch. What episode number is this going to be, Adam? <laughs> <laughs> I think God. this is 33 or 34. Uh, episode 33 of Drunken Jurors presented by You Hate to See It. I fucking hate you with a burning passion. The father and mother of the Turpin family are David and Louise Turpin. Uh, Louise's <laughs> original maiden name was uh, Robinette. It's out there that David Turpin first had feelings for Luis uh, when she was 10 years old. And he is okay. seven years older than her. He was 17 at the time. They met through a Pentecostal, ter- Pentecostal church, which um, theirs was like... <sighs> theirs is weird. So it was so... services are wild. Yeah, so they're very set on like how evil the devil is. Pentecostals talk in tongues. <laughs> yeah. They're the ones who do the tongues. That tongue was their thing. whole thing, was I like think, talking I think in tongues. They're more Satanists than Satanists are. 
No. No, no, no. They're very anti-devil. <laughs> so so David's family was like very known for their Pentecostal faith because his grandfather, a century earlier, um, his name was Reverend King Turpin Jr. Um, he had fallen for a 16-year-old when he was almost 32. So this might be a weird family genetic thing, which I guess I hope pedophilia doesn't go through genetics because that's not a good time. Remember when, uh, remember like 15 years ago when everyone was saying like homosexuality was genetic? Yeah. Yeah. As if that wasn't like a weird chemical. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. We don't talk about that here. <laughs> that was a wild um, time. So his grandfather had met his wife when he was 32 and she was 16. Um, they had they had eight children, but she died giving the birth to twins. And when she died, Reverend King Turpin Jr. Uh, married the children's nurse. You want to know how that marriage came up to came to be? Death. Let me nope. Let me read it straight to you from the book. The day after Christmas, 1932, the charismatic Pentecostal preacher made a deal with her father to swap Bertha, who was the nurse, the children's nurse that he ends up marrying, to, to swap Bertha for his flashy Studebaker Big Six car. I don't know what to do with that information. Maybe you should have fucking researched this a little bit, so you could have been fucking useful to this podcast. <laughs> I'm back. I have dog. Oh, God. So... Over the next 18 years... Is her name Ukraine? Because I want to invade her. Jesus fucking Christ. No, I gave you her name. Her name's Bertha. <laughs> Jesus. I'm going to rush in there. He ended up having 11... He ended up having 11 more children with Bertha. He had a total of 19 kids. Uh, yeah, fucking 19! Is that's, that not a thing we're going to talk about? That's about 16 too many. I think, I, think the cu- I think the cutoff should be three for all families. They're like Catholic rabbits. I think you should have to get a license to reproduce. Nonetheless, have three. <laughs> I can't wait for none of us to qualify for that license. Dude, dude can back out of a driveway. Adam, these jokes are going to age very poorly. Two weeks when they've nuked Kiev. So basically, um, David and his brother had like really big respect for their grandfather don't know why other than the fact that he had 19 kids he spoke in tongues apparently like because when they moved to west or virginia or west virginia i don't fucking remember i honestly actually don't care um because <laughs> they're garbage they he spoke in tongues while giving like he would give like a sermon or a church service and then halfway through he would like go through tongues and everyone would be amazed because you know that's a fucking pentecostal thing that's absolutely amazing you know speaking gibberish that no one knows uh i'm not coming at anyone who's pentecostal i swear to god you guys are garbage (laughs) Um, hey it's not the catholics this time yeah it's it's me yeah no we'll get there (laughs) wait hold on what (laughs) they had like this weird respect for him and as we'll get into later, David and Louise had very, very strict 
like religious beliefs which we'll talk about on how they and why they kind of treated their family that way because it's really the only thing we have to go off of of like why they might have done what they did so yeah so david when david's born they end up moving to princeton that's kind of where they stay um their family ends up attending the princeton church of god on oliver avenue where they became close friends with um the robinette family and that's that's where david and louise met each other and kind of ended up knowing each other their entire lives and by that i mean her entire life because he's much older than her um so louise has not we'll, we'll talk about a little bit later especially when how she treats her family and her kids louise had a bad upbringing um her mom was sexually abused by her father her mom was abused by her mom her granddad um sexually abused and when she when her mom ended up having her and her two sisters they got abused and how it went was her granddad had a lot of money and basically he would pay off his daughter to sexually harass his granddaughters like she would bring them over they would go in and he would sexually abuse them and then when he came out he would walk them out and he would hand her a wad of money and that was like a very common occurrence so that's like that that's louise's like whole upbringing in a nutshell but like i said she was like 10 or 11 when david met her and he was like 17 or 18 and he fell her for her like immediately so um to put this in more recent terms uh this fucker groomed the shit out of her like they got married when she was 16 what happens is david david was a very nerdy he had a bowl cut in high school he always wore like really nice dress clothes slash suits he was like the captain of the chess team like he he was extremely intelligent but he was just awkward he ends up going to virginia tech he ends up graduating virginia tech with a uh, degree in engineering and he pretty much immediately gets hired by lockheed martin and when that happens is when he's still grooming louise basically for a lack of better terms he's basically just grooming her and he tells her how much he loves her and like they should get married and they should run away uh so they do they 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 run away he literally kidnaps her he how old was she he, oh she was she was in high school i think not even they got married when he was 26 and she was 20 i know that no she wasn't 20. Oh no, that's when they had their first she was kid. Six, yeah, she was 16. Yeah, she was 16 when they got married. Um, how they, they got married? How they got was... married was he literally called the school as her father, got a fake mustache, walked in, signed her out, and they they just drove. Huh. And they eloped. And her dad called her in as like kidnapped because he went to the school and was like, What the fuck? And they're like, You signed her out. And he's like, the fuck i did like (laughs) and they're like oh yeah like mustache glasses and he's like i don't that that's not me i'm standing right here right now like i did not sign out my daughter like so 
he calls in like his kid is missing so all the police are looking for him and they end up getting a hold of each other like david and his dad or her dad and they come up with the thing is like he talks to his daughter and he's like if you come back if you truly want to be married to him then that's fine but i'm not supporting you and they come back they get their his permission and they elope and they fuck off they end up moving Where, to texas i was gonna say what state did they get married in <clears throat> i think they get married in virginia or tennis like tennessee or something and this was in the uh late 80s late 80s i'm surprised they didn't need <clears throat> like a parent consent they did. i've heard of, oh they they, did they, get, they, they they got Luis's father's consent that's what the the deal was he was like if you bring her back and then you talk to his daughter. He, he was like, if this is truly what you want, then yes, you have my permission, but we're done. Like, I'm not supporting you. Like, and she said, yeah, this is what I want. And they came back and he gave the approval. I would have had the cops sitting outside the house. Yeah. Yeah. But he, he like, David was attracted to her when she was like 12. Like, it. Gross. It's, yeah, yeah it's real gross and like the thing is is like us saying gross like that's not even like the worst thing about this entire story yeah like this gets significantly worse like it's like it's gross but it sets up everything else that happens so it's he is gross for doing that her being attracted to him makes sense given her history well, she's raised in a very religious Pentecostal well, family. Like she's her being, raised like, very religious. Like the whole was she wasn't she also? Then would you say that she was raped by her grandfather? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so like, her whole aspect her, of love is fucking like skewed in I the under, first place. like as awful as it is. I understand why she finds him attractive. Why she wants to be with an older man that much older than her. He's an authority figure. Yeah, I was going to say, so Nick and I can kind of get this little psychological part of it now. Her being sexually abused already takes away that that ability to love because you lose your innocence so early on. You lose the ability to like truly understand what love is and you will take anything that makes you feel like you're protected. And I don't want to like, I don't want to like throw around stereotypes or anything, but like, mo- that's why like prostitute, like women who are like sexually abused and stuff become like prostitutes or they find a dude who's abusive. Like anyone who feels as like an authority or somewhat secure in some way, that's kind of why they lean towards that because it's like the somewhat feeling of safe but also they're used to the abuse. If that makes sense. Yeah. They can also completely take everything I just said and throw it out the window, but I don't know. Being exposed to it early. That's their sense of normal. That's what they think. Like it it literally takes away your ability Mm -hmm. to like fully understand what love is like at an early late, like early age. Yes. Kind of. There's that aspect. Like, yeah, but there's also the if that's your normal, how can you tell if something's wrong? 
Like, if that makes yeah. sense at all. If, if it's, oh, this is how my father treats me. Oh, or your my, grandfather, not my oh, your, like, grandfather. Was your grandfather. Yeah. If this is how my grandfather treats me, this is how men just treat women. And therefore, this is perfectly normal. Especially if it's through your own mother. Mm-hmm. Like, your mother is paid for it, so she's technically okay with it. Like, that's going to skew a lot of things. Like, it takes what you just said and adds it to, like, a whole nother level. Like, or takes it to, like, the point of, like, it really being true to you. Because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, this is how my grandfather treats me. And my mom's okay with it. Then, like, this is what... This is what it was is. her mom is... abused. Yes, her mom was abused beforehand. Well, but also at her age, would you assume that she would know that her mom's abused or like was abused no, when she was well, a kid? But... Well, no, my question is that if the mom was abused, then she yeah, that's why her mom would, yeah, would think that okay, this is normal, yeah. And so, like, her and David run off, they end up in Texas. He works for Lockheed Martin and he's making six figures a year he's making over a hundred thousand or around almost a hundred thousand if not more and this is back in the 80s so i mean not a huge change of like what that would be now but like still now making a hundred thousand is very good especially for one person um louise ended up she, she never works she she doesn't work a day in her fucking life um so before they have kids they uh Luis never wants to go back to Virginia and see her family, but they have they bring her family down once a year. And her sister in the documentaries I watched, or not uh the one on Hulu, the fucking Christ, I can't remember the name of it. The the Hulu documentary is a lot about them talking to her sister. And her sister would say, like, the best time of the year was because when they went and saw her because they were so poor like throughout their entire lives that going seeing them they would take them every meal would be to like a nice restaurant they would always go out and like go to like six like six flags disney universal whatever like any of those like just nice things things that cost like even a family that is doing well like it's still it's something you kind of save up for Mm-hmm. If you... they would just they would just take them to them like all like once a year like they would have them down for a week and they would just take them to nice stuff and all the time have this like luxurious life to show them basically and if you show that to a child that's definitely going to influence them into... well they didn't they didn't have kids yet okay so they didn't have kids yet this is what they're showing her family to like basically almost like prove that this marriage was worth it because david was like a good like he worked for Lockheed Martin. We can all assume that that's not a great time. He was an engineer for Lockheed Martin, nonetheless. So I automatically bother <laughs> on that. Like, um, they end up moving a lot, but they end up having they end up having their first kid, and around the time they end up having their first second kid is when they stop inviting her family to stuff like down every year. Because this is this isn't really where the abuse starts, but um, Luis always since she was like twelve or thirteen always said she wanted like twelve kids, which is a weird thing for someone that age. Like having that many kids, that's a very strange thing. Yeah, and she always said she wanted that many kids, and her and David just started popping out kids all the time. The, like the first couple kids, like 
oh shit the time of the time of their arrest their oldest is like 29 then it's like 27 26 25 24 23 21 19 18 like it's i don't remember exactly but it's like they're fucking clustered and from what the people like in the documentaries the psychologists they talk to it's like Luis is only good with young kids and that's all she wants and the second they become past a toddler like she's fucking done with them like it's just she doesn't want anymore and she wants the next one like she wants she wants to be able to take care of something and nourish it and the second that it is somewhat in any way independent she wants to fuck off like she's done with it she wants a new toy yeah she wants the control and the second it has it has any sort of autonomy or independence like she's done and like that's even if they're like two or three she's like i'm fucking done with this so they end up having quite a few kids um i'm not going to use any of the names of the kids because to this day there's only two i believe there so like there's like two that are willing to like have their names out there and there's i just don't want to fuck with that there's i just i just don't want to fuck with it like i don't I guess well the the you can see the one name of, you can see the all one the that's important. I think about. we can talk about the one that's important. Jordan, yeah, the one who made the nine one one call. Yeah, yeah. Um, I ju- I just don't want to really go down that route. Um, their their names are out there. It's not hard to find, but I don't want to use them. I don't. I can only th- this happened four years ago, just over four years. This is still super tough for them. Um, as we'll talk about, they're extremely like not uneducated. They're just undereducated. They were they were malnourished. They were treated poor. Like they're it's not their fault. But like I don't want to put even more of a fucking spotlight on their specific names and stuff like that. But they end up having kids. They're in Texas. They they live in a fucking they live in a town. It's like Rio Vista or something. It has like 740 people living in it, and they're very secluded. They, the, the Turpins, so David and Luis end up filing for um, bankruptcy really early on because they just spend more than they have. And he makes almost 100000 a year. They have credit card bills out the fucking ass, like, that they can't pay. Like, it, it's wild. So that's why they stop inviting her family. They have kids. Um, but they're treating those kids like absolute shit. Um, once they're to a certain age, they start neglecting them they're buying them they're buying them clothes but the that those clothes never have the price tags ever taken off them they're hung up they're never they're, allowed to be worn yeah uh they they buy them toys but those toys are never allowed to be open they sell the price tags on them they're set into like a different room like if they're open in any way shape or form like those kids are like they're getting abused in a way that we'll talk about pretty soon so David ends up moving around a lot because he works for Lockheed Martin. He's being switched around from place to place. He also ends up, he doesn't work for Lockheed Martin the entire time. He ends up working for, um, let me see, um, Northrop Grumman is like another place. But they, they, have this, they have this luxurious life that they show off to the outside, but they're so in-depth because they, 
they personally, the two of them are going out and spending so much money. They're going out, having dinner every night. They're buying themselves nice meals. Their kids are eating peanut butter, peanut butter sandwiches, just peanut butter, peanut butter on bread, one meal a day. That is all they get. Um, at one point they were eating ketchup, mustard, and ice cubes. Yeah, um, that's what that's that's what Jordan said. She ended up eating at some points, like when she was really starving. She would end up just eating ketchup, mustard. Like she taught herself how to just eat condiments and stuff that wouldn't be super noticed. Yeah, because if they ate more food, they were punished. They would be accused of stealing. They would be chained up. Was it like a money Um, thing, or was it just control thing? Well, it was control. Both. Well, not both. both. They would say it's a money thing, but it was a control thing. Okay. Yeah, because they so, had the money. They end up having 13 kids. That's just... I don't want to get into, like, all of it because it, it's not a lot. It's just there's not a lot there to really go through. They end up having 13 kids. They This is something they do well, like, uh, hold through on. all Bef- of them. So I'd like to point out, talk about the oldest kid who was 29 at the time of them being found. She... Uh, she did her first three years of grade school. She was in the third grade. Yeah, she went. She went. And she no went to one, grade school, and they no one it, talked to her because she smelled so bad. Because she smelled bad. She, she had candy wrappers, and, as, so she was she used skinny. a candy she, wrapper as her hair tie, and no kid wanted to talk to her. Which, as all children are kind of assholes and they're very like oh you're gross you smell bad you don't look right i don't want to be friends with you that makes yeah, they sense bullied her. yeah she was bullied like and then her parents took her out and created a homeschool that no other child ever went to a real school ever since um her their oldest was in third grade And the homeschool was not a homeschool. I mean, they said it was a homeschool, but uh, as someone who was homeschooled, um, the government doesn't check up on you and make sure that you're actually being schooled. They just assume that's happening. So, um, yeah, that's going to get into the thing I want to talk about right now is um, th- so they end up moving to California. And while they're in California is when they end up getting caught. But while they're in California, they register... David and Luis register their homeschool as a school and he registers himself as the principal and Luis as the lead teacher. And for some reason that was never questioned throughout the entire time that that happened. Well, I, um, that's normal. Yeah. So, but- so when, so when my mom registered our, her, like us as homeschooling, like they, she had to register as like two people which so my dad was the principal and my mom was the teacher technically like that's just how it works is you that's like every school needs a principal and the teacher and so when you register as a homeschool someone needs to be designated principal someone needs to be designated and i will say that the documentary that's really stupid i was gonna say that's stupid but also the documentary plays that up a little bit because they make it seem like that's not a normal thing. If that is a normal thing, then that's how that's how it was done for me at least. And um, I wasn't sexually assaulted and chained I've... up and stuff. So good to know. <laughs> so... <laughs> we'll do we'll do your episode later. Okay, um... <laughs> cool. Thanks. <laughs> we don't care. 
we're not going to have you back. Um, yeah. <laughs> you're actually going to Ukraine now. Have fun in Kiev. Yeah, we'll only talk about it when you're in World War Three. Hmm. So, yeah, they end up moving to California, and they do the whole, they register their family as, like, a homeschooling and everything. So these kids don't really have an education because they they registered them as they were like they were a school and they homeschooled them. They didn't teach them a fucking thing. Literally, the oldest couple kids taught the other kids how to like say vowels and like learn the alphabet. And then it was kind of just having to learn how words work to like throughout just talking to each other. And they weren't supposed to like this isn't like homeschool stuff. This is. The parents didn't give a shit, so they had to sneak teaching the younger kids anything. Yeah. Well, also, they're chained up. We'll, we'll talk about it now. Uh, the kids are chained up. If they fuck up in any way, like, even if, like, it doesn't mean if you, like, fuck up. Like, if the parents thought you fucked up in any way, you got chained up for days, weeks, possibly fucking months at a time. And all you got to eat was a peanut butter sandwich once a day. And that was if you weren't chained up. Who knows what they were fed while they were chained up. And they don't live in these big ass houses. Like they live in houses with like three or four bedrooms with 13 kids. There's just bunk beds in every room and everyone's chained up to a fucking bed. Basically. By the end of it. Like they just ignore their kids. Like they just chain them up and then fuck off. And... So yeah, they would they would teach each other how to talk. And if you watch any of the documentaries, they show parts of like uh when Jordan called 911 when she was talking to the deputy that showed up. Um or if you can end up hearing any audio of any of them talking, their vocabulary like it's not their vocabulary's fucked. The way they use words or they just don't know the word for it. Is the amount that, like, of times, like, like if Adam were to come up and talk to me the way they did, I'd be like, Adam, what the fuck is wrong? Did you get hit in the head again? The and, uh, the like, amount of times I heard wasn't in incorrect places in that documentary, like, for, like they meant to say weren't a lot, and they always said wasn't, and like I, I, I think the biggest weird. part is if if you watch the twenty for twenty one is they show a lot of the body cam footage of the deputy talking to Jordan when she calls to nine one one and he finally shows up. He asks her if she takes med because he's a cop. He's been trained in a lot of situations. Not that all cops do every situation right. I get it. Some cops suck. We're not going to get into that. But he does a good job. Like she she's not talking right and he does what i think a logical cop would do which is did you forget to take any medication and she just looks him in the eyes she goes what is medication and he's like do you take a medication like regularly she's like i don't know what medication means he's like do you take pills she's like i've never taken a pill in my or i've never taken a pill in my life is what she responds with and that's kind of where he's like Okay, and then she shows him the photos of her siblings chained up, and he's like, oh, "Okay," and she's like, "These are real. Like, I'm not, I'm not faking this." And I think he realizes he's like, "This is." He calls her back up immediately, and it's like an hour before they actually like go up and knock on the door. 
Um, well, let's back up slightly. Do you want to talk about like the night, like that, like her escaping and everything like that? Before that, I want to talk about why there's a possibility of like why um, Dave and Luis did this. And that's because there's a, there's a thing of with very religious, uh, this is a thing that I think Nick and I can kind of hit on. I, I mean, you probably can too, but it, it, with very religious people, it's, it's like making a family cult. Like when you have such beliefs that you, you will take your family and build them into like this, like such a religious group that it's, it, it's a cult basically, but it's within your own family. I would and, disagree with every word you just said personally, but so, but that's the thing is from what they, they, they talk about in the, one of the documentaries, I can't remember which one it actually might've been the, no, I think it was the book I listened to. Um, this isn't like the first family cult and this isn't the only one. Like there's, we can't, we can't tell in America how many like family cults there are, but they think that Dave and Luis were trying to make like a family cult where it was like, it's based off religion. You don't allow the outside in. And it's like, you raise them past the like level of like what everyone else would assume is like an adult and they're like allowed out into the world. They're doing their own thing. Like you are raising them not to be independent. Like you're not, you're not raising them to when they're 18, finally go out and do something. You're raising them in a very specific value and you're not expecting them to leave. And that's what a lot of psychologists think that the Turpins were doing, but the Turpins just refused to talk about it. Like Louise and David refused to talk to like anyone. Like they literally just took guilty pleas. Like there's no information from them about why they did what they did. Like, <laughs> and it's very, I get where you're coming from, but also it is very cult-like and Pentecostal. I'm not saying all Pentecostals are pieces of shit, but Pentecostal is a very, very specific, like specific Jesus Christ. I threw a T at the end of that. No, I heard very, it. <laughs> yeah. Very specific. Like delegation of Christianity. So Pentecostal, there's a lot of different, sect so pentecostal really plays off the devil for for christianity there's this idea that there are different denominations of christianity that are cult-like evangelical so you have pentecostals and mormons are the two that i can think of right now very people looking outside will think very cultish um the basic idea of them is just christian with extra steps um and then you have the people who use that faith as a stepping stone to launch a cult to launch an evil act um people think that a, a lot a lot of the times it's a mormon there are mormons great people 
little little off little off but overall great people and then you have the guy who goes out to a ranch in utah and has 16 wives half of them are are his sisters or uh, yeah our sisters yeah or his sister well true or his um, child yeah that's a cult that's bad that's against the law that's bad morally every single mormon will condemn that uh, the same thing goes for Pentecostal. Same thing goes for Catholic. I mean, as a practicing Catholic, you don't hear me going, "Hey, hey, priests raping kids is a great thing." You don't hear that, um, and it's not true. So, music starts playing. <laughs> Just gonna edit that very, yeah. very intriguingly. Very well, yes. Yeah, great. Um, so I would say that it had almost nothing to do. I would argue that this has very little to do with their faith being with them being Pentecostal. I think this has a lot to do with everyone going on a power trip. Everyone thinking, oh, I'm God. I'm the highest authority here therefore what i say goes therefore i can molest well so in the 2020 documentary they talked about why they were allowed to do some of these things to their children and use passages from the bible as reasoning yeah behind it um yeah that's why they were allowed to like not allowed but that's why they felt okay with threatening them of like if you mess up like enough I'm allowed to kill you. Yeah, and actually believing that. And I don't like they showed one passage from the Bible and I It was from Deuteronomy, yeah. Yeah, I didn't even read it, but um, they didn't give like examples. They just said they used passages from the Bible to say why we Well, the kids also aren't doing. This is where the kids aren't intelligent enough to know it. Like, yeah. This is again where we go, hey, Old Testament, New Testament, very different. Old Testament is a little bit more hypothetical. Not hypo- no, not hypothetical. Um, metaphorical. More metaphorical. Yeah. A little bit more, hey, lessons, commandments. This is history of everything. Oh, take the story for this, like, the details of the story. Yes. Take the story for whereas, the overall idea of it. The New Testament is the gospel, and then outside of that, you have, like, letters to the Corinthians, which are in the Bible, but but like there are actual historical letters written. Yeah. Um so different. Different things. And also it's it's the, just... the old the old testament has been being used to demonize and to manipulate for centuries. Yeah. It is it the old testament well if you're Adam I the the Bible in general, or in faith in general, has been kind of abused in a certain way, shape, or form for for a while. <laughs> I, without getting to, we've already had this episode. Without getting more into it, I would argue that faith and Christianity has done a greater good for the world than anything else before it. I wouldn't argue that it hasn't. I'm just saying, I get where the ideas come from. Like I, I understand 
as having a degree in psychology. I understand where people see things wrong, I guess. I with un- it. I, I sympathize with people who were fed a misinterpretation of it. Um, yeah. I understand. Well, that's, that's the shitty thing is is that it can it, be it's so taught easily misinterpreted. Yeah, yeah. It, well, it's easily misinterpreted and in your youth, you'll any any adult talking to you really is just an authority figure and anyone can feed you the wrong thing. I won't say the Bible's a bad thing to teach a kid. I will say there are a lot of people that shouldn't teach kids what the Bible says because I don't think it's fucking right. Like what they think of it. Like and that's the thing as without getting too far into like if you want to listen to it, go back to our our episode with us and us three and Dirk talking about religions and our different views of that. But it's easily misinterpreted, which I think is the problem. It's it's easy to misinterpret, and it's not because it's easy to misinterpret. I don't know how to word it. It's easy to misinterpret by anyone. Like you don't have to be intelligent to understand the Bible and its teachings. But if you're intelligent and you want to misinterpret it, you can fucking teach anyone anything you want about it. Like that's, and that's not the problem with the Bible. That's just a problem with our fucking society. Is anyone can manhandle anything really? If you think about it, like I could, I could fucking probably go up to any slightly uneducated person and misinterpret the entire U.S. Constitution. I am, and this is where I'm going to say that's the cost you pay for freedom and free will, and for being able to live somewhere where any idea you want is acceptable that that's the cost and that's the cost i'm i personally not not let me be very clear let me be very clear here before this gets misinterpreted don't molest kids whether you're pentecostal or a priest or a catholic priest don't just at all never that, that if you're anyone table. don't anyone yes please, you don't have stop. to have a religion don't do it Honestly. just go back no. to go back to our valentine's day episode everyone um rape is bad uh yes <laughs> And any king shame unless you're a pedophile. Yes. Big time. And maybe furries. That's a different story. Um, yeah, eh. we, we can discuss furries at a different time. That's still up in the air. Um it's but, not up in the air. It's just we haven't discussed it yet. True. <laughs> um but that being said, evil exists and I being able to have that freedom to decide whatever it's the price you pay i i'm willing to deal with it so it's led us this far it's insert transition here yeah i don't know what i don't know where <laughs> back to the that. turpin family yeah. they, where, they, yeah. they 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 abused their views on religion i i don't think i can deny that with this story I think they abused their ideas of their religion and that they could manipulate a group. And they tried to... I I would personally think they tried to make a family cult and it was just fucking... They... Even doing that... Like, I think... Oh, man, this is going to sound bad. Um, I think I could make a family cult better than this without the abuse. Like, I don't... 
I don't I don't think you have to abuse well, people to make a fucking cult. It's amazing the power you can do with love and support. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's almost equally, if not greater, well, than the power so you can a, do a huge by thing hatred is, and abuse. A huge thing is uh, David thought he was charismatic. And anyone who's seen David or has known him in the past, that is the farthest thing than from what David is, is he is the least charismatic person ever. He will like literally just tell people to like go away. Like he'll, he's like, I don't want to fucking talk to anyone. Like, um, well, so the night started. So, um, Jordan, who's in the, it, wasn't even night, it was very like, it was early morning. in the morning, early late ish. Depends on what you think of more. It, it was, was like night. 5 a.m. It was nighttime in the it morning. It was 5 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, Jordan and her family had been talking about how to, do they get help? Um, they had no friends. They could barely speak. They have no social skills whatsoever. They've ne- really never been out of the house. They aren't allowed to shower. They don't change their clothes. And all of this, and her brother was chained up to his bed for an unknown reason and their sister unknown to me uh she had two younger sisters who were chained up in their room like literally chained because um they took food from the freezer because they were starving wasn't even the freezer it was just food yeah, they had so like, I think uh the, the police in the body cam video they, they show it's like a quarter of a bag of Doritos and like maybe but, a couple pieces of bread or something. But that was mom's food, so they weren't allowed to have it. So they she chained them up. So <clears throat> Jordan was able to get a phone from one of her older siblings because her older siblings were allowed to have phones. Because at that point, they had already been groomed into doing nothing, uh, even with phones. <clears throat> so Jordan, who's 17 at the time, they have like a ring doorbell of her jumping out of the window and like looking confused and then running down the street. Now, in the interview with her on 2020, she literally says, I was literally in the middle of the street because I didn't know what sidewalks were and that you weren't supposed to just be in the street. So the reason she ended up doing that that day was actually because she heard a conversation with between her parents about how David's job is moving him to Oklahoma Uh, and they had to move the next day. So they had to move the next day and they talked about how they had to chain up all the kids to move. And she knew that if they chained up and moved that if they moved most people wouldn't believe it or something like basically she just thought that. So she ended up, she's like, I, I got to do it tonight. But she had gotten a phone from like her older, her sibling, older sibling. they Yeah. They met, for some reason they gave their some kids smartphones. <laughs> so she had no idea where she was going because she'd like never been outside. So yeah. she starts running down the middle of the street and she didn't know what she, sidewalks were. Yeah, and she the only reason why she called 911 was because they used to watch cops and knew and that's why she, yeah. she took pictures of stuff because she knew when watching cops they always asked for proof of anything and only knew the number 911 because of cops. 
the TV show. Yeah, her whole conversation with the dispatcher is kind of like awkward to listen to. Yeah, she's she's just like she's uneducated. She doesn't really know how to relay it. Like they she the dispatcher asks her her address and she gives the entire zip code, like not the five digit zip code, like, like the, the entire whole zip yeah. code. Because like she had found it on a slip of paper and didn't know what uh, the yeah, address she, was. She stole, yeah, she stole the uh like a an envelope that was mailed to them. It's just it's fucking well, sad. And, so she gets and a deputy comes to meet her. Who the the deputy that was his well that, like, that goes back know. to the, the, the question or the thing that I said earlier of he listened to her, but he asked her like what I would believe any good cop would ask is like when you're talking to a person like that you want to get everything and he asked her like did you forget to take any medication and he was and well, she's like she's like what is medication and he's like did do you, do you have medication prescribed to you she's like what is medication he's like have you taken any pills she's like i've never taken a pill in my life and that's when he was like okay and she was like i have photos of my like sister's tie, like chained well, up he, and he, he like, asked her do you have any proof and she was like yes and i've watched cops and i know that you need proof so i took pictures but and she shows them to him and that's immediately when he goes i get into the back of my car and you'll be safe and then he gets her into the back of his car and he he's says, like he go. Well, he becomes very genuine. Like he asks for her phone. He like, asks her, any- "Are you injured?" And she goes, yeah. "What? What is injured?" And she had. She constantly was saying, "Like they're all dirty, but they were covered in bruises." Like yes, they yeah. were actually physically dirty, but they were covered in bruises. She didn't know what any. Uh, was. She actually the word for or the phrase she used for bruises was they did in on them. Is what oh, yeah. she used as um, the word, like not the word, the phrase for like bruises, like her parents beating them, was they did in on them, and but he got her into his car, he he told her that she would be safe there, and he asked her for her phone so he keep looking through it, and he found the the, the videos of her singing in the bathroom, and he went, you have a really good voice. This is actually like, like this is really cool of you. And like he became a genuine person. He called for backup the second they got into the car. But as Nick and I know, um, co- cops have codes for that. Like you would never actually hear a cop ask for back. Like a thing that you hear in movies and shows is like, oh, I need backup at blah, blah, blah. A cop would never actually do that. A cop will say, I, I think it's like 10 11. Or it changes think- from department to department. It's like 10 11 10, or 10. 10 20 is fight in progress, I think. That's a fight in progress, but I think backup is a different one because they need backup, but it's not like a we need backup now. It's it's like I need someone here with me to go do what I'm about to do. Yeah, and then they knock on they they show us in the 2020 of like this is a fun thing Nick and I are about to get into. I think they show them all of their uh, cam footage and they knock on the door and they say like it was two two minutes ten seconds for anyone to answer the door, which. I could understand for a normal person because they do it at I, like between seven and seven thirty a.m. on like a I don't know, whatever day like seven to seven thirty is still a time where most people like most people who work nine to fives probably aren't up at that time. I get like the if I were to be woken up like I I'm at work at seven a.m. but like if I were to be woken up at like five fifteen a.m. to a knock on the door I would probably like wouldn't hear it right away. I would hear the knock and I would be like. I would be groggy. I'd be like, what the fuck is that? And I would be like, what the fuck's knocking at my door? And I would take my sweet ass time getting there. And then I would see it's a cop. But also, 
who's to say they i mean we know from the documentaries and from the book they they were trying they told their uh older kids who weren't shackled to go unshackle and unchain the other kids Um, so well then they're they ask the they tell the parents that yeah we're just here to do a welfare check um do you have kids and they went yes and they were like okay and so they just start walking in nope Nope, that's not what happens. I thought they they just nope. walked in. No, nope, no, nope. this is that. the thing Nick and I are going to get into, which is going to explain everything in a better way. So they walk up and they're talking to them. And they're like, we got a call for a welfare check. And the ki- uh, they go, Why, what? And they're like, they're like, we got a call from a, a teenager, or not a teenager. We got a call from someone who lives or who says they live here for a welfare check that there are kids chained up in here and they go we just woke up like what like what's going on like why are you here and like they explain it again and they're like okay like that whatever and they're like and one of the cops this this is why they're allowed in this is the thing nick and i are going to go into because i don't think a lot of people understand this well they explain the documentary of like they, ex- they don't in, really if it, well if a kid's involved they don't need a warrant they say that in the documentary they and... actually don't um that's not it what happens in the documentary the 20 for 20 is what happens if you watch the body cam footage is a cop goes they're explaining they explain it they they say we got a call someone said that there was no she goes who who did that like who said they were like they lived here and like said that there was like kids chained up and they're like we uh we don't actually know like we we just got told we got the house address and this was the house and one of the cop one of the deputies in the background goes can we come in and check and louise says yeah of course and then one of the cop one of the deputies starts walking in and that's when david goes don't you need a search warrant? And they go, no, 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 we don't need a search warrant for welfare checks. It's not that they don't need a search warrant for welfare checks. It's that Lu- Louise mm-hmm. said yes to cops them are, coming in. So cops are like <laughs> vampires. <laughs> yes. Yes, but at <laughs> any point, you can also kick them out. Yeah, that's the other thing is you can also tell them to leave if they don't have a search warrant. But at any point before they, before they find something yeah before they actually find something once they find something you're fucked yeah well, and well i and in the body cam footage they were walking they come up to two the two little girls and they saw the bruising on their arms and they were like hey do you know we heard that there was chains here do you know where the chains were at and they were asking the kids like while one of the officers, well they found the two like not the two youngest but they found two very young they, well, they were like they, five and four or something they uh the one officer was like talking to the parents to keep and he was able to keep dave occupied so so they did they did a very good job of how they went throughout the house with the search um one of the backup was their sergeant so if you're a sergeant is probably the highest person you're ever going to get onto a crime scene. Lieutenants usually won't show up for most things. Yeah. Lieutenant, yeah, yeah. And not, a lieutenant's really the only person higher than a sergeant. Sergeants are the only ones who will really do field work after a certain point. And when he called for backup with his code, um, when the original call came in, it was like 548 AM when they actually entered the house, it was like 7.30 a.m. They it, it was a while before anything actually happened. 
the cop, the, the deputy that showed up and talked to Jordan took 14 minutes. Mm-hmm. So it it was quite a while before they actually ended up, but like they got a whole, they, they got a Sergeant in there. They got three other deputies and they, they were smart about it. They had the Sergeant go in because the Sergeant is most likely the most experienced one there. And he knows what is probably going to be looked for. And he can probably understand the details of what was told to them already better than most people. Cause yet again, he's probably the most experienced, but they were smart. They had a deputy stay at the front door and talk and distract them, which isn't like most people would be like, well, that's shitty. That's going to be incriminating. Like, no, it's like, that's, they, they had every right to be in there. They, at, they literally went, can we come in? And Louis said, yes. And if you are someone who lives in the house and you say, yes, cops are allowed to walk in. That is, that's literally it. They were also allowed to tell them to leave at any point, And they didn't. If, if someone they, who's they not the homeowner him, allows them into the house, they're allowed in. But once the homeowner says get out, they get out. So, so basically the deputy was just there to keep them talking long enough for them not to it kick wasn't, them out. It wasn't so like, it sounds shitty. Yes. And no. So yes, he was there to try to like, not really distract them, but he was there to honestly probably get more information out of them if he could without them being distracted by the other deputies. Well, and I also house. know like the, the cops like split up. And so one pair finds the two girls starts talking to them to get them to tell them that where the chains sergeant, are at yeah. which they find the like the girls lead them to the chains which are just thrown in the closet after yes and then they uh the it's uh, actually other... the deputy the reason they got to find the chains was um actually or why they got the arrest was the deputy who was talking to david who stayed at the front door um they asked him like they asked do you have any weapons in the house and he went oh i i, I have a gun but it's locked, locked up. up. And he's, he's like, locked up's good. We like that. And the other deputies were just walking past him. He was talking to David. And while he was talking to David in the front room, he finally looked past and saw a door past all the packing boxes to the left, which all the other rooms. So it was like a straight walk in. And once you walked in a certain amount, it was the living room, the dining room, kitchen. And then you walked a little bit farther past that to the right. And it was bedrooms. But he saw the bedroom to the immediate left of the front door past the boxes that they had like piled up. And he called the sergeant back and he's like, Hey, we have a room over here. And that's actually where they got the 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 right to arrest them because they walked in and there was a child chained up. Yeah, that they couldn't get unchained in time, and so they just put boxes up in front instead. Yeah. But and then so they start arresting them and walking out and Literally, the officer goes, "Do you have uh, where do you have the keys to unlock the thing?" And they just and Luis him, like, literally says, "Oh, is that what this is about?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You have kids chained up in your house. And what then, the fuck do you mean? And is she that just what this goes, is about? "She just goes." The older kids know where the keys are at, and so the cops just go back and ask the older kids where the keys are at, and they show them like. <laughs> It was like so nonchalant. The keys is when the sergeant finds the chains in the closet of the room where the little kids were at. They literally had the little kids chained up, like two, three, four, five year olds were chained up to bunk beds, and they would be chained up for months. Yeah, and then 
after that, I mean, it really just went to, yeah, and now they're here on trial and they plead guilty and then they're kids. That's literally what happened, though. There and wasn't then, a trial because yeah. they, they brought it up and they just literally, David to this day has refused to talk about it at all. Like in any way, shape, or form. He has denied everything. Like he just refuses to talk about it. So they can't get anything out of him. And um, Luis went off of the, uh, like, she tried to do like an insanity plea saying that she has like this specific deranged part of narcissism. And they basically just went, no. you were so <laughs> mentally unwell to not even be able to, to do this to your children. We definitely don't want you in the streets, regardless of your mental stability. So uh, they got, they got charged with, hold on, let me, they got charged with 14 felony counts, including cruelty to dependent adults, child cruelty, torture, and false imprisonment. They uh, both were sentenced to life imprisonment with uh, the possibility of parole after 25 years. And then they, they both pled guilty. Um, there were only two kids that were that actually did like the. Um, they went there. They went there and actually and did they like spoke a spoke. Yeah, they, they did like a witness. I fucking God, why can't I think of the word? It was Not witness testimony. It was afterwards. It was victim statement. Yeah. I was like, it's it's something that like just telling like basically fuck you. Like they did victim statements and they were the only two to do it. And it's just honestly it's just stupid. It's well, just like the, I don't get how it's not that I don't get how it happened. They, they did a good job of fucking hiding it. Like it's just like well, 13 and, fucking kids and somehow nothing happened beforehand that like and oh, just like wild. as crazy as all this is, the poor kids, it just gets worse because the government yes, fucked them. That's royally. a whole nother thing. The foster this system, could be a, the, uh, the foster I'm, I'm here for a game fuck the government tirade. Could, I'm here for could it. the whole fuck the government thing be a part two, Jeff? We can try it. Okay. Cause I just, it's late now. So no, I, I get it. No, no, we can end it. And if it's not, we can just throw it. I can just. Put it throw it to in. the end of the other ones yeah nick where no, are you no, doing no. This I, I think i think um we could do like a little like sunday if it, if it if it's not enough i think we could talk about other little issues with i no, we we can make it work we can make, we can it, make work. it work yeah don't work okay. don't worry about it we can make it work okay all right well thank you everyone who's listened um i know this was a little bit different from what we normally do it's more of a discussion than it was the actual like going into detail with all the facts but i i looked at three different sources and everything i got was just different wording of the same thing and it it just wasn't it's not that this isn't an interesting case it, it definitely isn't i think these two can attest to it. It, it it's weird it's it's interesting it's just there's not a lot of detail to it yet because it is pretty recent still and that makes it a little bit difficult, but I mean, what do you, what do you guys got to say so far about it? I mean, if you got anything, I know you guys usually just tend to say fuck off and tell me to do the rest of the outro, but I mean, you guys got anything for it or. I blame um, really, really the big, like we all know how shitty these people is really, I'm excited for the fuck the government stuff. And then I'm also very excited for fuck the government segment. We yeah, we'll get to that later, um, but can you guys actually maybe talk about this case in some way, shape or form?
Oh, I'm fine with talking about fuck the government at some point. Like, I don't give a shit about that. That's fine. I will also because your the first as your first knowledge of this case. What are your thoughts? Because um, you know, you're the only one that didn't do research. Evil gone be evil. Um, I blame the mom's dad for most of this. For, I definitely thought know, he was going to say he blames the Russians, but oh no, I blame the mom's dad for most of this because who the fuck lets their 13 year old daughter marry a 17 year old guy that's my I think he was, i don't think he was a part so a thing with Luis's dad was he left her mom who, pretty who early on because no he left pretty no um yes but he didn't know about the abuse to Luis beforehand or he learned about it like much later yeah yeah he didn't he didn't realize that his wife's dad was abusing his daughter the abuse of her didn't even come out until after this whole incident happened yeah Yeah, and it was her louise's sister that came out after this whole incident that said we were all abused growing up yeah well both both daughter or both of her sisters were abused so yeah I, I understand the like blame her father, but also like he didn't know a lot of what was happening. He kind of just left. Hmm. Kind of like yours, Nick. He's getting and... enough. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, we'll that's be back. Our, I swear. That's our yeah. spicy. That's our spicy joke. Do you know how expensive milk is these days? God. Man. Oh my God. <laughs> at this point, what is it like? $7 for organic. <laughs> Who the fuck? Who the fuck oh, buys yes. organic milk? The cows that eat grass. Yes. <laughs> Grass-fed beef. Beef. Fucking hate everything. Continue, uh, Adam. What do you got? Um. I mean, good on good on that seventeen-year-old. Like she did, she did a lot, she put in a lot of effort for this, and she, like it, I, I she was, was she literally I she cried literally during twenty twenty. Yeah, she was literally willing to die. Like she had accepted that, like if she fucked up, she died. At least like, she died she trying. Yeah. Like I was, I, there were so many parts of the documentary. I was like in tears during. Honestly, it. I was honestly, like, go watch twenty the twenty twenty. You can only, I think you can only really find it on ABC's website, but it's free. Just go watch it. It's an hour twenty one. It's them talking to Jordan, who's the one that made the nine one one call, and her older sister. Her older her sister. Uh, Jennifer, I think. I think so. Yeah. And then they have I, little I, parts I with uh, Joshua, who was yeah, the, he, their he, only brother. That's he didn't want to show his face. There. Yeah, he was the oldest brother. Yeah, it, it, it's good. Um, you can get most of your information from the documentaries. We're just gonna go more in depth on the psychological bullshit. Do the but, outro fast. Face. <laughs> um. No. But. Best people. We, we we appreciate you listening. Um, come back for possibly part two of this. I love you. I'm not. I haven't even done the outro yet. You can't just tell me just, you love me. I was That's early. Saying, oh, is that too early? Not too relationship. Early. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Give give me literally like a minute, and you can tell them you love them. Okay. All right. So in the uh, <laughs> there's a link in the description. Go to that. That is our link tree. It'll give you everywhere it'll give you all of our social medias it'll give you everywhere you listen to our podcasts even though if you're at this point you've 
listen to the podcast so you know where to fucking find it. But also the top link is to our Podbean, which our Podbean has our patron. It's not a Patreon, it's the patron. It's slightly different because it's through Podbean and we pay them. So that's what we go through. You go to that, at the $1 tier, you can get access to our Discord. Um, also at the $1 level, I believe is where Adam and I do our our movie reviews, right? That's yes. $1 yes. Okay. $1 tier, you can get the, uh, you can get the, uh, you hate to see it goes to the movies, which is just Adam and I talking about movies that he has given me to watch for that month. And it's, it, it's fun. Cause I don't watch fucking shit unless I'm told to. And this has actually forced me to watch things. And uh, this month is matrix because <laughs> this is coming out after the tick, tick, boom, but we, we just did tick, tick, boom. Yeah, but also next month at the end of the month is Matrix. Um, <laughs> no, it, it, it's a fun time. I haven't seen a lot of things. Adam gives me stuff to watch. Adam gives you a little bit of a fun, in-depth look at things because Adam is the way he is and studied this stuff. So he, he knows a little bit more about movies than most people would think just watching a movie adam looks at it a little bit differently as i noticed when i was like hey adam we should watch this horror movie and i watched it and he was like this camera's shaking it was like no it's not and then i looked at it and it was shaking i hated the rest of the movie it was a great time um <laughs> i dare uh, i dare everyone to watch the dark nights and not notice that christian bale has a mole next to his eye in the like little crook between his eye and his nose and uh enjoy which eye i i i don't know i just eyes look at it completely ruins the movie for me um three dollars here you get the honored episodes of our podcast all of them oh this one was a doozy this episode was yeah this one's a bad one this one's a (laughs) shit show um I blame Putin. Like Putin's actually responsible. No, I mean, honestly, that, World War Three. That one, that one's actually is his fault. Yeah. I mean, outside of that, though, I mean, that's it. I mean, I appreciate if you. you. If you I, I, I'm glad you listen to us. I'm, I don't know us. why, but I'm I'm proud that you listen. Um, I love you, and I'm gonna take all of Nick's thing. I love you guys so much. Thanks for listening to the podcast. I'm. Look, I got excited after sorry i didn't i know i might have heard it. i don't you came in me so sorry. <laughs> there's a lack of end recording there <laughs> <laughs>